Hi everyone. So welcome to Brown Girls Read podcast, and we are back after a long, long break. But I feel like we have good reasons to stay away from this podcast for so long. You know, we were going through some life transitions, some traumatic decisions that some of us took that we have to live with for our whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put it: traumatic decisions. <laughs> Tell us more about that. <laughs> Yeah so for those of you who don't know I moved back to India a couple months back uh, I was in Cal- I was living in California for 8 years and then we decided my husband and I decided to move back and uh, it's been 3 months it's been a huge huge transition like very very difficult more than I think what we ever expected it's going to be like you know you feel like okay so it's your country you know what is the worst that could happen or like you know what what do you not know about your country that's going to you know surprise you so much or shock you so much but it does it definitely does so what's shocking right now <laughs> i mean it's actually not shocking it's just that you know like there's just like a lot of people in this country right like <laughs> i think I everyone mean, knows that kathy yeah but for <laughs> some reason you just don't expect that because it's it had been already two and a half years since we had uh, visited india because of covid and so for some reason i just forgot like i knew there would be like a lot of lot more people than definitely than california but you know not th- these many <laughs> but but yeah we're dealing with it and then the weather uh, it was super hot when we arrived now it's a little bit better uh, other than that the people like you know your family their expectations uh, <laughs> your neighbors like you know everything's like just too much to handle at this point Sounds but like you're yeah. having too much fun so much excitement <laughs> around you <laughs> yeah that's one way that's one way to put it <laughs> all right um i guess let's also move on to why we are here today which is this book tell me how to be by neil patel so a little bit of a summary about this book is that it's a story of an indian family with two sons a mom and the dad has just passed away when the story begins and the story is told from the point point of view of the mom renu and the younger son akash and like the title says tell me how to be that's kind of how the theme of the book is where the society and the people are kind of always telling you how you should be and never really allow you to be who you are i think yeah you know what daman like when i read this book i was still in the us and i thought okay you know everyone knows it like indian families not especially fond of like lgbtq community or like don't even want to acknowledge them okay fine but when i moved here and now that i'm seeing like they're still like there you know like they're still just stuck there like because in this like if you go back to the book the story begins with an indian american boy called akash who's who lives in la and he's gay and you know like he's constantly thinking uh that you know that in his mom's world there's no place for people like him right like uh, in renu's world there's no place for people like akash and this i feel like this is so true for most of the indian families like even like even today like when you come back because in the us i feel like it's still 
normalized, right? Like, uh, we talk about gay, we talk about lesbian, we talk about LGBTQ. But like... Also, I guess in- we're living... You were living so close to San Francisco that you see yeah. the exposure and openness more. I guess right. if we're living in some other state, you still would be not that shocked going back to India. I think I think so. Yeah, you're right. Because in 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 our families, like even now, it's so difficult to even say the word gay or lesbian in front of you know our parents. Like it makes them so uncomfortable. Most of the time, they would just you know just refuse to even acknowledge it. They won't say the words too. And sometimes I'm like, what if you know like I like one day I was thinking like that. I was like, what if I had you know I I. I had turned out to be gay, right? Like, what would happen then? Like, I mean, it would just break, all hell would break loose, I feel like. (laughs) I feel like they try to just be in denial as much as possible from what I've observed. Like, if they see something on TV, just change the channel. Yeah. They know, they know about everything. I'm pretty sure they know they're like smart people. It's not like they're living in some other planet where they don't know, like, about the spectrum of people that exist. It's that they don't want to see it, don't want to accept it. So it, it's this weirdness we feel like, especially if you see some movie on TV, there's some scene which is showing like a gay couple or a lesbian couple. Oh my God, the awkwardness of, of that moment. Oh, yeah. I know it's a famous thing in our community to talk about how when there's a kiss scene on TV and then people are looking for remote. I think it's like the urgency of finding remote is even more when there's like a <laughs> LGBTQ couple or like you know just an individual on TV and I actually yeah. saw this recently um, so you you know that movie came out Badai Do or Badai oh, Do yes. The, yes. the second one right yeah so that talks about a lot of these issues and right. dynamics of relationships and how people have to hide from families and in this movie too like the main protagonists they marry each other because there's no other choice even though both of them are gay and then they have their own relationships hidden from everyone I've, and my dad started the movie and he didn't know what the movie was about I think. <laughs> and then a few minutes into it hit a point where it becomes very clear what the movie is about and he just like quit Netflix went to something else started watching something <laughs> else he would like probably it, never go back to Netflix <laughs> Yeah, I guess that movie just stayed there in my, you know, currently watching list for forever because (laughs) it was never picked up again. (laughs) But it bugged me, you know, it bugged me like, like you were saying, you think people are talking about it, you think there's a change, but then you see this in your own families and you're like, okay, maybe I'm living in a different world, but the reality is this. And I wanted to make him sit and watch the movie and finish the movie but I don't I don't think it works like that however as a result of all this discomfort that I was feeling I did try to bring up like a few of the issues that gay people or lesbians face and just using some examples of people how did you do that oh my god I want to be there when you when you were doing that (laughs) Because I really want to talk to, you know, my parents about it. But like, of course, I don't know how to even start the conversation. I think it it has to be like a rant. That is my experience. It cannot be a conversation. It is very one-sided monologue where I give example of someone, the challenges they face and how unfair it is. Like how we just get to exist as we want to, but it's unfair that they don't. And just leave it at that. Like I did not expect a response. 
and they did not have a response but i think <laughs> i still made a point there wow that's i mean you know like that's amazing actually i'm going to try that because i feel like you know a lot of indians what they do is like they'll just refuse to even accept that you know some like like there you know some some ego comes in the in between right like they're like okay it's homosexuality is not in our culture like that's the common thing that you hear in every indian household or like you know things like indians don't get depressed like what is this i just don't understand it i think it's again that denial right it's easier yeah. whereas yeah. if you have to face something and acceptance is like far far away if you have to face something that there's a problem that exists in our society they they just are not ready for it and i think especially things around sex and sexuality is also a product of um our society being so weird about these topics where nobody talks about it um there's no sex ed no proper sex yeah. ed and mm. then they just expect you to magically know how to make babies but other than that literally <laughs> nothing <laughs> how to make babies how to raise babies and that's it like i mean actually they just want you to have babies that's yeah, the they don't only thing that you just learn like from your friends yeah. or like tv or whatever but yeah. they don't tell you anything and yeah i think because they they're in this denial and limited world view of pe- we all have limited world view right of the friends we have and people we hang out with but then some of these people also get to like positions of power and then they start enforcing their own like moral compass on everyone else and i think that's where things are really unfortunate uh, have yeah. your opinions in your house that's fine i guess it's not the best mm-hmm. situation but that's fine but when you are like enforcing it on masses and making things illegal or calling them sinful and wrong that is where it's so damaging to people yeah you're absolutely right and you know just like coming back to the book a little bit i also there's one other problem right like of course it affects the community it affects the uh, country as a whole like you're uh, putting you know like your expectations on on basically strangers or rest of the world like that's that's very you know of course that's damaging but i feel like also if you see like coming back to the book uh, indian like this this uh, this thing of indian parents refusing to acknowledge uh, acknowledge or or accept their kids as they are it also creates so much you know space and differences between them and their children like for instance in the book like akash and her mother both are going through things that are in their brain you know like akash is going through this shame and guilt of not being able to be who he truly is or not being able to talk to his mom about it and his mom is again going through this huge life transition where her husband has died and now she's you know thinking about going back to her um thinking about you know the 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 love of her life that she had before she got married to akash's dad and you know like all of these things are just going on in their minds and both of them like both of these people just can't uh you know like talk to each other about it like can you imagine how much of a space and i don't know like how much difference it creates in relationships right oh absolutely but i'm also thinking is this even like on the top priority list of parents when they're raising kids because i feel like obedience and like you know walking the line walk uh, following that set path that parents have set for kids is what is more important in my experience 
like raising obedient kids is more important than having any friendship with them i think that is not how parenting is seen maybe now things are changing next generations i'm hoping are doing better but at least when we were growing up we were not the same people with our parents as we were with our friends right so you kind of learn to have these multiple personalities um, out of your drive for safety because if you are yourself with your parents you might get like you know scolded or beaten up or something so you learn that you know not worth it i'm just oh, going to be yeah. a padhaku kid at home and then right. when you are at school you probably are a different person right and i guess right. everybody loses in that parents kids everybody loses on it and it's about time people start seeing that but i do feel like there is a huge gap where it is not of importance for you to be close it's more like right. children do what they are told right yeah yeah i agree i think that's like i mean we're seeing it everywhere even like you know people like us my parents i now i can tell them you know sometimes like now i'm like and now i tell my parents you know you don't even know what all i have done in my life because <laughs> you, you can't <laughs> imagine going and sharing with them at that point of life that oh my god you drink or you you have boyfriend it would be like you, you will be grounded forever and never yeah. trusted again and also be told like oh you brought shame to your family possibly yeah. <laughs> so why would you go that path <laughs> yeah and i think there is you know like i also want to talk about um this thing that comes up in the book um a lot like this theme of because of course like you know akash is in this um like huge dilemma if he should come out uh, to his mom or not and is to his brother or not um and then there is this huge you know like he's always going back to the past thinking about how life has been for him all this while living in an indian family and being gay um and then there are some things that come up because uh, you know like he's thinking about how he used to love the color pink i think and because he's a boy uh, like you know he was never encouraged to do that so there are like some you know in in indian families there's some gender roles that are assigned to boys and then there's some that are assigned to girls always and it just bothers me so much and i feel like it has elevated more for me now that i am back in india and living with my you know in-laws like it's just <laughs> you can clearly see that there's some gender roles that are assigned to you know like a woman and a man irrespective of how much a woman is earning or a man is earning you know yeah it starts in childhood right and the color pink yeah. is such a universal thing i don't even think people yeah. say it's a indian issue right people are yeah. just like scared like if the boy touches pink he is going to turn gay like that's the kind of fear people have for pink and i don't get I it know. like such a cute color and kids are all the same what's the problem there i know exactly and i also feel like this has been ingrained so much in kids as well so like if other boys if small boys wear pink other boys would bully them right yeah. like as if like wearing pink is a bad thing you know like it's just I mean, a color i've seen people do that like without thinking they'll be like oh you don't this is for girls you don't wear this color right like that kind of thing so obviously right. kids are going to just absorb that and then even yeah. as adults you see this thing right like how in friends you remember that episode where ross has salmon shirt and everyone's like no it's a pink shirt i mean yeah it What's would not be a whole thing to yeah. make an episode around if it was not this big an issue right 
right. but people are just scared of it like as if it makes you less of a man if you wear pink yeah. and that's actually, like the least of it yeah actually now that you talk about it you know i feel like now that i like some because friends is there on netflix in india now and i've been watching it oh, again lovely. after a long time <laughs> but you know like now that i've now that i see some of the episodes i feel like this was so sexist or racist or not appropriate at all but versus like you know when when i watched it when i was young um i was still like you know like wow like i i love the show right i still like it but now you can pinpoint the things that now it's more of a nostalgia thing at least for me yeah. like oh i loved this show when i was growing up so like yeah. there are some jokes like you'll always remember it has be- yeah. become like a topic of conversation i think for years right where we yeah. just like talked about these shows so it's hard to like distance from them but definitely right. there's like so many pro- problematic things in these shows yeah like yeah, they are sexist they make so much fun of like carol and susan's marriage because yeah. they're lesbians right like that's yeah. that's just an ongoing joke and then right. like um uh, there are like chandler is depicted kind of uh effeminate in some episodes yeah. and then there are all this homophobic jokes around it so there's right. a lot to unpack in that show alone right right you're right but i mean yeah i i think uh, yeah i think it's important to you know also have discussions around that because now that i'm seeing kids of this generation they they actually watch friends still right like friends is a classic show um but like you know i mean i feel like there has to be someone who will talk to them about these things because there wasn't anyone who was there for us to talk to us about it but like i feel like we are still our generation is still comfortable talk bringing up topics like this you know and discussing it with kids so yeah and this so show think, was made in a different time so it it was yeah. what it was back then but yeah. um if you imbibe the same values today then uh, it's not creating a good society going forward right right exactly exactly and, and coming back to you know like the discussion that we we, di- we digress so much <laughs> like in our discussion i think that's our whole thing <laughs> yeah we pick a book and then we digress into all these topics <laughs> i know <laughs> so yeah like you know coming back to the discussion of the uh, what we were discussing we were discussing the the issue of gender like gender roles gender roles yes gender roles and you know yeah. of course you know like in indian families i have been noticing that um I mean some I mean some Indian families who call themselves themselves progressive they're like you know we love if you know like they, we have a granddaughter right like we want to have a granddaughter that's all that we need but there are still some who just like not some actually there are many uh, I mean I feel like they're in the majority even still who don't want a granddaughter or at least you know who are still like in this mindset of okay so if there is one girl uh, there should be one boy and then it then your family is complete right so i feel like that is this ongoing theme that i have been seeing a lot um in families and then uh, like for example you know my my friend who's uh, of our generation they are supposed to have more you know like progressive mindsets um not even progressive i guess normalized mindsets like you know she <laughs> she was like uh, she had a she had a baby boy and she's like thank god i have a baby boy because i wouldn't know how to raise a daughter right and i was like and to me it just seems so contradictory because 
if i i'm scared of like when i do have children i'm scared of having a boy because then to me it's more responsibility of raising a boy in a more humane way possible than you know you could ever raise then you know like how much i mean it's it's all i feel like what i'm trying to say is that indian society has got it backwards right they start to think that oh girls are more responsibility we have to take care of girls we have to be responsible we have to be protective but it's actually the other way round you have to take care of how you're raising boys right how you're raising your men that's the whole thing that the society has to change like this mindset absolutely but they don't do that right that's why they wish for boys that yeah i don't think that's the only reason but i feel they find boys easy because they are not really giving them any values if boys mm. mess up it's like oh what can you do boys are boys but yeah. like the entire society has placed this concept of izzat on girls and women so it's like girls have to be raised in a way where they just cannot mess up they right. cannot have a boyfriends they cannot get pregnant before they are married and these are like extreme situations uh i remember growing up instances where even if somebody would say something about you true or false it would be an issue because it all comes back victim blaming back to the girl that it's right. somehow your fault what you what you were wearing or why were you there why did you not come home directly it's kind right. of your problem and it's sad to know that people are still following that i don't know how mm-hmm. that would change or how we can change that but it's it's the straightforward logic if you raise boys to be right all these problems you are scared of will actually go down that is right. where the problem lies but nobody wants to touch that it's like yeah. somebody is looking at my daughter i'll put her in a burqa kind of a thing right. like the whole parda system that was introduced yeah. in our society years ago it is it is all a product of this thinking right and they've right. never moved beyond it Yeah yeah this reminds me you know of this movie that i recently watched uh, watched of ranveer singh have you seen that movie jayesh bhai zordar no, it's on prime so in that what happens is like there's this village and all of these people come and tell the head of the panchayat who's actually ranveer singh's dad bamunirani they tell them uh, you know like uh, there's this uh, there's this uh, like the men in the village are becoming more you know more and more like they're going out of their uh, i guess like they're like eve teasing girls more or you know they're like you know their rapes have increased and stuff like that so this <laughs> the panchayat head the, he comes up with a solution that all the soaps in the village should be banned for girls to use because because girls use soap they take a shower they smell really good and that's that's what encourages men to you know eve tease them or rape them and i oh was like God. wow <laughs> Oh this is exactly that thinking you know how yeah. twisted is that it's like we can't control men also we don't want to control men right like universally yeah. you can see this anytime there's a problem um, like america for example right uh, someone is going mass shooting but they still won't control the guns yes. they still are afraid yeah. to touch that yeah but an issue like abortions they are so quick to be like let's control women's bodies and yeah. their rights right Right. like that that is a perfect example of how twisted this society is and i have no answer for why maybe our listeners do they have some inputs about it but i don't know why like the focus is just one directional 
yeah it's always been like that you know and you can see it in like the smallest of things to like the biggest of issues in this world like it's always been like that they just want to control uh people but women are probably the easiest to control so they do all of this you know bullshit to control them yeah even little girls are controlled in that way right like oh yeah. you uh, girls are uh, smarter th- girls are sensible than boys is what yeah. we hear right like yeah. that's such a conditioning for you to just like overperform versus boys are getting these free cards i know oh my god like don't even tell me about it like i feel <laughs> like all the boys that i'm seeing around me even in my family my uh, you know like my in-laws family they are all so stupid because you know like and because nothing is absolutely nothing is ever expected of them they're not expected to do anything versus girls yeah. like i mean it's so weird i can you just yeah okay fine i just don't want to get into this rant at all <laughs> But it is true, right? If nobody is expecting much of me, I have no incentive to like yeah. rise up to the occasion, right? Yeah. Like if the bar is low, I'm I'm happy at the low bar. We are all lazy people, right? Right. And I think it's also right. You know, like I feel like this is all. This also comes from a very old Indian, I mean, uh, mentality when girls didn't used to work. now at that point it was like oh yeah boys are working boys are getting money in the house so they don't they shouldn't have any other responsibility or any other expectation right from them but now it's like girls are earning as much as boys do so so you know i mean what are their expectation like you know now the expectation should actually be equal from girls and boys but it's never like that i, I still was talking to my friend and we were like you know we all know this that men do a little bit and they are earning points and no yeah. matter how much women are doing it's like oh you didn't do that like it's you're still failing yeah yeah exactly and that is i have seen that in so many things i mean there is some sort of guilt in me as well like i don't i don't enjoy cooking but i have to because you know <laughs> because i mean it's sort of like i'm supposed to right even if we have a 24 hour cook in our house I am supposed to go in the kitchen and talk to her and show her recipes on what. That's your gender role. How can you it not is, live it that? It is. Yeah, the first day we came in the house, we entered the house. Like in two hours, people like my my in laws told me, okay, so now you are the lady of the house. You have to decide what to cook, what not to cook, and. my husband was told my you God. are the man of the house you have to you know like take care of the finances and all of those things and i, I was actually that is the worst part of cooking to be honest when you think like what to cook yeah. and plan the entire thing it's such like i think of it as a very waste cognitive load it maybe is, because i don't is, enjoy cooking right there are people yeah. who enjoy out of it yeah. for me it's like a drudgery and i i feel like why am i good at cooking because If I was bad at cooking, people will be like, "Man, please don't cook. You suck." No, still people <laughs> are not like that because I am bad at cooking. But like, there's this, uh, there's this aunt of my husband's who comes in the who she came to the house yesterday as well, and she's like, "Oh, I want to, you know, I'm going to come on Sunday, and you are going to cook something for me. I want to eat from your hands." And I was thinking, like, why do you want to ruin your Sunday, man? Like, okay, I will cook, but you know, it'll ruin your life if you eat that food. <laughs> put a lot of chili in it nobody will ask you <laughs> yeah and then i was like oh okay mirchi zyada ho gayi kya oh sorry 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 <laughs> that's the only way out of it so true <laughs> okay Speaking so we have indian women 
speaking oh, yes. of indian women um, that you were seeing around i actually when i was reading this book and you were moving around that time right so i had this question i wanted to ask you ever since so um, renu in this book is a woman of previous generation but she's written with a sense of a little bit of a modernity in it like because she grew up outside india so she's a modern woman compared to her peers mm-hmm. now that you are in india i want to hear your observation is today's indian woman closer to how rain is depicted in the book what would you say um okay that's a very good question because yeah like uh, everything that i've said up until now has been about you know how the previous generation is still not able to cope up with our generation but <laughs> what i have noticed now like moving back to india is that women of today like people women like us our age they are going after what they want you know like they are not sacrificing for their families for their husbands or for their kids and that's probably that's actually the best thing that i've seen when i moved back to india i was not expecting that you know like things like you know they're not hesitant to change the course of their lives if they realize they've made a mistake like for example they're more open to getting divorces now if they find that you know they made a mistake marrying this guy um or they you know they're just like happy being single and chasing their professional dreams and of course like you know there are there's this previous generation that's trying to hold them back that's trying to spread gossip or you know things like that about um about women like us but these women they don't they're not like trying they're not listening you know they're just not giving anything to to this bullshit and it's just so wonderful to see i feel like it's like a silent revolution and i am absolutely loving it that's awesome but you know yeah. what you you just sounded like we are promoting divorces on our podcast i'm hoping <laughs> we don't get backlash for this <laughs> no 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 i'm not promoting divorces but like you know you should get one if you're not happy <laughs> I yeah i mean the, that is the thing right like uh, we we are at a stage where women have some financial freedom and yes. women are also realizing i mean why would you not realize you're studying the same places you're also yeah. going out in the world and you see your worth whereas earlier women used to be married off really young and like when yeah. they're just like young girls so you never get to really understand life or yourself right. until it's too late and then of course the most famous and favorite word of our community is adjust that yes. that has always kept yeah. women in these bad relationships so it's it's great to hear that there's a change you know yeah women are just refusing to adjust even in things like their i don't know eating preferences right they're just refusing to adjust they're like i love non veg and i am going to eat it fuck you and your family like you know it's oh my it's God. like wonderful <laughs> this Because... is giving me a flashback kathi i remember when i was in uh, i would say high school age mm-hmm. uh, so there used to be this tv show i don't remember which so there is this girl who doesn't eat bhindi in the show and mm. then she's married and on her wedding party uh, there's bhindi and then she's eating it and her mom is like oh you didn't like this why are you eating this and she's like uh, ab to meri shaadi ho gayi hai na ab to mujhe sab khana padega imagine oh what, like watching all this at like in high school <laughs> no wonder you would be like i don't want to get married i might have to eat bangan ka bharta i don't want to get married ever that's so true that's so true i think it's like yeah 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 things of course i mean you know things change when you 
I mean, especially when you're living with your in-laws, it's different. But <laughs> I mean, I guess the the women of today, they don't they they are just like this is who I am, this is how I am, and if you want to accept it, great. Otherwise, I'm leaving. You know, like that. So <laughs> I think, awesome. in fact, when my mom, because like my mom has me who's already married but she also has a son like my brother and she's like I'm so scared looking at the condition of you know all the mother-in-laws around me like they, they live like they're so scared living in their own house like I don't know I feel like I should not get married right now like but take your time take your time <laughs> I think our parents generation is probably gonna have the worst of it yeah up till there point they were serving their mother-in-laws and whatever so those yeah. mother-in-laws got their uh, due I guess yeah for this generation they serve their mother-in-law but when it's their turn to get the yeah. due the next generation is like nope not happening <laughs> it's so sad man <laughs> but what to do you should have raised your voice when you got the chance I know right <laughs> it's like patriarchy's last uh, thread of power that women get when they become mother-in-law and like yeah. with things changing it's being snatched from them no wonder yeah. they are all like oh my god look at other women <laughs> I don't like it <laughs> I know but yeah but I think that that was a good question actually do you have any other questions for me or should we move to the brownie points I don't have questions but just want to close with that I loved how uh, Renu's character is written because hmm. you see like being of that generation she is docile and does what her parents say but then towards the end you see that she still kept a part of herself that is truly herself while she was doing her duties that as she was taught to and then in the end she goes after them that was like really uh, inspiring to read I guess like that even yeah. at that old age it's not like life is over which is what we hear in Indian society a lot that once you're married life is over forget old age right yeah so that is yeah. very refreshing to read but once you have kids life is truly over like you should know that <laughs> speaking from experience huh? <laughs> seeing people around me <laughs> but yeah co- coming back to it yes I love Renu's character like I feel like she's um, I mean yeah she gives me a little bit of hope for like you know the our previous generation like our moms because they, there were people like you know there were people there were women like Renu in that generation but it just like I really loved how they have written this character like how Neil wrote this character I like it too yeah and that is actually, I think, one of my brownie points, maybe. Yeah, it was, I think, one of my brown. No, it wasn't. Sorry. But yeah, good you good you brought it up. <laughs> but please go ahead with your brownie point. You'll be oh, plugging yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, one of my brownie points, I would give this book one brownie point uh, because of how real the characters are, you know. Like the way Neil Patel has told this complex life story that as a straight Indian girl, I should, like, I should not be able to relate to but I did because you know like I can totally see uh, how you know like I have been born and brought up in this Indian culture and I know how it is so I could totally relate to it and I think it's a testament to Neil's uh, writing and I also liked you know how he has structured the book because uh, he tells like the uh, like the mom's mother's part first and then the son's part so you can easily like see the differences and the similarities between their lives between their past and few and you know the present I like that yeah I also loved his writing a lot in this book um, and speaking of relatability right like 
there's this older brother i think his name is vijal uh, he's a straight guy but there's so much relatability in that character as well because you see him trying to please the parents make the parents happy do what the parents say and the expectations are like becoming a doctor because the dad is a doctor like all those things which are very much interspersed in our culture and upbringing right and i actually loved this book even more than his first book so because the storytelling was so much more powerful than this yeah yeah i didn't know it, he had a like he had a first book yeah it was a collection of short stories uh, it's okay. called if you see me don't say hi oh i like the title i know right yeah. i feel like that should be on my face all the time <laughs> that that i feel like i'll just make like a bulletin board of it, out of it and put it near my house like on top of the house that i live in right now <laughs> <laughs> put your photo next to it so like if you see yeah. this person <laughs> so they know <laughs> but yeah that's a, okay i'm going to read it i'm going to read that, that yeah those are good stories but i think uh, you can definitely see uh, a change in writing and of course like getting more refined with writing another book i guess right uh, so this one is much more better for me mhm okay and what are you reading uh, right now daman um not much compared to how i usually do i just finished listening to this book called the flat share it's like a romantic story um kind of a rom-com that you are listening to on your walks was kind of entertaining um nice. and i also started listening to this book uh by jody pico called the book of two ways uh which is pretty interesting it has elements of egyptology there is a profession called death doula so like i'm learning a lot of new oh, things wow. that i probably didn't know about and i guess i can tell you more once i finish the book Um, yeah and i also like uh, you know i'm a productivity book addict of sorts even if i don't implement anything i just like to read them <laughs> so i picked this book called my morning routine so it has stories of people's morning routines uh, i was hoping i'll find something that works for me to make me a morning person because that has been a goal no not goal a wish of mine <laughs> <laughs> forever to maybe be a morning person which i don't think i inherently am so i'm just reading it so you uh, okay i think yeah i would also i mean i am a really great morning person you know when i wake up in the morning it's like the best day uh, but i have been like waking up later and later now you know like for some reason because it's like it's important to sleep early if you want to wake up in the morning yeah that's the thing right for me that doesn't work i yeah my brain is super excited at night it's almost yeah. like the later it gets i'm like what can i do i get all these ideas and i also like remember things to do in the morning my to do list even if i sit and try to write i won't remember anything yeah yeah it's so uh, it's weird for non morning persons i know my <laughs> husband is not a morning person like <laughs> i know how it is i am like don't talk to me Yeah, same, same with him. And I am literally, you know, <laughs> dancing in front of like you know. I I'm just so excited. Okay. I'm dancing and on Punjabi songs, and he's like looking at me with. Like, you are you know, exactly like the person I hate, Kyadi. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
No, seriously. But, how are we friends? How are we I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Such different personalities. Oh my God. <laughs> Good thing you went to India. <laughs> <laughs> now we are literally poles apart. <laughs> yes. But you know, um, so I'm I'm reading the book that you gifted me, uh, Finlay Donovan and uh, oh, nice. Finlay Donovan knocks him dead. Knocks him yeah. dead. How are you liking yeah. it? I really like it. Like I think it's a it's a book that I picked up after a long, long time. It's been like I think two to three months. Like since I moved back to India, I haven't read. I mean, you've uh, been so busy, right? Yeah, busy. Like I see moving. your stories parting all the time. Oh yes, like <laughs> but I feel like that. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Like I was, like there are stories that I would like to tell you someday. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it's Intrigue. yeah. So that's why I, <laughs> I just didn't get the time to read anything. But now I was like, I want to pick up, you know, like a light book, not nothing non-fiction, not you know, like a heavy book. I don't want to do that. So that's why I picked up this book, and I, I really mm-hmm. like it. It's actually fun to read. Yeah, um, I feel like these books are also good palate cleansers sometimes. Yes. Because- you yeah. really get back into reading easily right. instead of like a non-fiction where you kind of have to work to read right. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I guess that's it for today. Do you have anything else to add, Daman? No, that's it. Um, I guess uh, let us know your thoughts if you have read the book already, like what you think. Um, hit us up on Instagram, Rungles Read Pod to chat with us about books and also follow any other recommendations we have and see what we are reading next. So for that announcement, stay tuned. Yes. Thank you, everyone. And see you next with a new book. Till then, if you're not read already, read this book. Be recommended. Yes. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.